Welcome back, everyone, to Showtime College Football. I'm your host, Chase Davidson, and the CFP rankings just released about five minutes ago, and I am fired up about them. Uh, good or bad? Um, yeah, let's let's uh let's talk about it right away. I got a few other things for this episode. We're going to talk about the coaching carousel. Going to talk about some hypothetical college football playoff situations, as that is what what y'all asked for on Instagram. So, and of course, some predictions and analysis of this week's and last week's action. Okay. The college football playoff rankings just came out. Let me just quickly read them to you in case you haven't heard them yet, or just to remind you, um, if you are listening to this Wednesday morning or the rest of the week. Um, number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Florida State. Number five, Washington. Number six, Oregon. Um, and a lot of things in the rest of the th- in the last rankings didn't really surprise me too much. Nothing crazy. Obviously, a few things I would tweak, but they're very minor, not important. Um, something to note is that Missouri jumped five spots to number nine, which honestly is surprising for the college football playoff committee. But I kind of like it because I like Missouri a lot right now. I like what they're doing. Um, big nod to Georgia, honestly, for that. Um, totally okay with me. Um, another one that I'm a little bit questionable on is number 16, Iowa. How uh, somehow Iowa jumped to 16 after beating Rutgers. Um, Rutgers being a good team, but Iowa still really hasn't beaten anybody of relevance. And I don't really know why Iowa is uh, number 16 above like Arizona, Tennessee, and Notre Dame. Um, yeah, they only have two losses, but I just don't see how Iowa is a cohesive team after they've just gotten absolutely killed by anybody relevant. Um, okay. So, yeah. Anyways, I have a few big problems with this week's rankings that I don't like. That I frankly am just straight up. I am absolutely and utterly confused on why they are there. Um, there are things about the rankings that I do like. Georgia is number one. Georgia is now number one, and it is mine, my opinion, and most people's opinions of college football that college that Georgia just earned the number one spot in college football. Um, I mean, you can maybe argue Michigan, um, but I think ninety percent of people think Georgia is number one. You guys voted on my poll. I think, let's see what the thing is at now. I mean, I think you guys almost all voted for Georgia. I said, who deserves to be number one tonight? Um, and you all said, 47, 47% of you um, said uh, Georgia, which I agree with. So, um, yeah, and I love that. I think it was the right thing. They got something right. Number one, Georgia. Um, love it. All right. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Florida State. Those are the four in the playoff, Washington Oregon being the two left out. Okay, let me address. I have two huge, huge problems with this. Um, now, there is the problem that's been addressed that I talked about how Ohio State being number one only for resume is now kind of more out the window because Ohio State is no longer number one. Um, so, yeah, that's not as quite as um, straightforward as it was. Um, so, that's good. I mean, it's not. Uh, blindly Ohio State at one. If the Ohio State was still at one, I would be outraged. I would be pissed. Um, but I'm still a little bit on edge because what does Washington have that Florida State doesn't? What does Florida State have over Washington? I love Florida State. I had Florida State at three in my preseason rankings. I love Florida State. Um, but as of right now, in my unbiased opinion, what the heck is Florida State doing over Washington? Someone tell me. Please. There is no reason, like zero reason, like zero, 
that Washington Washington should be over Florida State. Um, I frankly do not even know why at this point. Um, I like maybe it's because they've kind of just been ahead the whole time because they got up earlier than Washington. You know what I'm saying? Like Washington's been kind of clawing from number nine and ten the whole season up, 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 and they've been kind of sitting at number five for a while. And Florida State was immediately at two and three, you know, in the second and third week of the season. Okay. And I think that's the only thing keeping them up is the fact that the playoff committee is trying not to upset people by saying, oh, well, uh, yeah, we're going to change this. No, we're going to keep it the same to please everybody and to not change anything. No, uh, that's not correct. Okay. First of all, talking about recency bias. Who's playing the best recently? Recently, If you want if you consider recent, recent success and how they're playing right now a factor, Washington has that. Okay. Overall resume, Washington has that by a mile. You could argue right now that Washington has the best resume in college football, um, at least one of the best, top two. You know, Ohio State's resume is not as good as it was. I would say Ohio State's resume has fallen um, because I base teams off of a uh, current ranked system. I had a few comments, you know, based on how they're currently doing. I had a few comments on what people were saying, like, well, no, you should base it on what, you know, they were when they played them, which I think there's some reason to that. Um, shout out to, it was SW something. I uh, hope you're listening. Um, but so there's, there's validity to that. Like, okay, what they were when they played them, you know, LSU was number five when Florida state played them. Um, which I think maybe confidence mentality can play into that. A team might play better or worse, um, based on what a ranking is, you know, how they feel, um, what their momentum is going into that game. You know, that's valid. You know, some teams have more momentum going into some and more and less, you know, it's like Oklahoma state. Um, beating Oklahoma, KU beating Oklahoma might have been more of an impressive win because Oklahoma State beat the same Oklahoma team but had already lost the week before. Like, okay, maybe had a little bit less momentum, a little bit less, um, how would you say, like um, confidence? Like, okay, sure, like maybe 5% of the reasoning is that, but any good team should play to their level and they're going to play about what their actual level is most weeks. And I get the college football teams change. I get that some get better over the season, some kind of plateau or maybe decline a little bit over the season. I get that. Um, but that's not really such a, something that I judge. I judge how the team is actually doing currently. Um, you know, 80, 85% of that, I think, is how the team is actually doing currently. So the Penn State win, going back to that, a Penn State win over, um, or sorry, a Penn State win for Ohio State and Michigan, they both look the same to me. It is the same Penn State team. To me, um, one was home versus away. So, like, I think Michigan's wins are better than Ohio State's win over Penn State. Okay. Um, but nonetheless, that Ohio State and Michigan both have a win over number 12 Penn State. Simple as that. That is how I see it. Washington has a win over number 6 Oregon, number 17 Arizona, and number 22 Utah. That's how I see it. Um, so... I see him currently. So when I look at LS or when I look at Florida State, I look at okay, where is LSU ranked right now? It's fifteen. Uh fifteen in the current college football playoff rankings, or even in my rankings, is about the same. Um it's relatively close. I mean, we know LSU is in the we mostly agree fourteen to eighteen range. Okay, you've beat that LSU team and Clemson and Duke, who are no longer ranked and are not doing the hottest. Um so there you go. Florida State's resume ranked teams is just LSU. Only LSU. Um, and, of course, you can see why I'm going to go with Ohio State as well. Um, I, know not, I know not everything is resume. Um, I appreciate that there's more eye tests going into the playoff. 
of committee's rankings this week. I can see there's a little more eye test going into it. Um, but if we're going off a resume, which I think matters a lot to the committee, and they've shown that, that matters a ton. Florida State has no business being over Washington. Absolutely no business like how they're playing right now. You beat Miami by seven, which I think if Washington beat Miami by seven, I would be like, oh, Miami's not very good. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of biased towards Florida State. I feel like it's really biased towards Florida State. Um, I don't really know why. I like Florida State too. I have nothing against Florida State. You guys know this. I used to, I, I've been hyping up Florida State the whole year. I love them. I love ranking them high. Um, but yeah, I just don't see Florida State being better than Washington in any circumstance. Um, Jordan Travis is good, but Michael Penix, I'd say, is better. Um, Florida State's defense is about what Washington's defense is. Um, maybe you could show a few metrics where Florida State is slightly ahead of Washington defense, but barely. And even then, it'd be like, well, Washington's playing against super high-powered Pac-12 offenses. Okay. Um, maybe not Utah, but nonetheless, Washington has not just a better resume, a an extremely better resume. Washington has one of the best in college football. They are undefeated. They do not have a loss. And I hope you guys agree with me. I hope you see what I'm saying here. There is no possibility that Washington is over Florida State. Oh, what Florida State struggled against Arizona State. What the heck was that? Why'd they struggle against them? Why'd they struggle against Stanford? Oh, have you ever heard of Boston College and Duke and even Miami? I mean, Florida State was having trouble in all these games as well. I mean, the, every name one team that hasn't struggled in a game they weren't supposed to. Um, and I think Michigan is probably the only example you could give me of like, oh, maybe they haven't struggled so much. Other than that, give me any other one-loss undefeated team, even any top 25 team, obviously, but like the powerhouse teams of this year. Give me one team that hasn't, ha hasn't had a bad first half and struggled. Give me one team. And most of them have done it on multiple occasions. Texas has done it for the third time. Alabama did it against USF, um, despite being early in the season. Oregon's done it. Um, Georgia's done it against Vanderbilt and Auburn. Uh, Ohio State has done it earlier in the season, and they did it against Rutgers a week ago. So you can't really use that, I feel like, against a team unless they do it like several times in a row. It's like, okay. That's why last week I was a little bit more like, yeah, Washington's been, you know, they beat USC, who's kind of struggling. They beat USC, but they struggled against, you know, Arizona State. I can see maybe why they have them behind just because they've been struggling. Um, but now it's just blatantly like I just don't I don't understand why Florida State's over them. I don't understand. Um, honestly, if I'm going with my fan side, don't take me wrong. I am actually cheering for Florida State and Washington and Oregon and Texas to make the playoff. You know, I like the teams that don't only blank make it. I would love a playoff without Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama. I would love it um, as a fan. But as Showtime, CF, as a Showtime college football sports analysis, um, I, I just don't see why Florida State is in the top four over Washington. Um, do not understand at all. Now let's move on to Ohio State. Enough about that. Ohio State um, above Michigan. Why is Ohio State above Michigan? Well, frankly, you could say resume, but Michigan's resume is almost the same as Ohio State's now. What are Ohio State's good wins? So Penn State, equal wins. You could even say Michigan's better because it's on the road. And they did about the same. I would say they performed about the same. Michigan having more against them, though. Um, Michigan having not their coach on the field um, and just kind of having, having all the drama around it, and it was an away game at Penn State. So I would say Michigan's win is slightly better just because it's an away game over the same team. Okay. Michigan hasn't really played any other people. They beat Rutgers. Um, and Ohio State, what's your best win other than that? Notre Dame. 
that's it. Because Notre Dame beat Rutgers and I think um, Maryland. And if you want to count a five and five, five and four Wisconsin team or a four and five Wisconsin team, ugh, I think they're four and five now. Wisconsin, yeah. Um, if you want to count them as a good win, sure. I mean, I guess, but not actually. No, don't even count that one. So Ohio State's resume is, if not, I would say almost equal to Michigan's. Uh, the Notre Dame win being the only thing carrying them above. Only thing, and it's barely. And that's just the resume. And then you go to eye test, and Michigan is, despite Ohio State's improvements on the offense, Kyle McCord getting better every week, somewhat, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Ohio State's defense is one of the best in the country, but Michigan is one of the best in the country on both sides of the ball, and they even show that against Penn State. They're like, we're just going to run it because we're so good. We didn't even use our quarterback who could throw really well. We didn't even use him. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the Ohio State-Michigan thing is not quite as atrocious at the, as the Florida State-Washington pick. Um, but still, nonetheless, I just don't see why Ohio State's better than Michigan. I think that it is clear-cut now. Um, extremely, last week it was a little bit less clear-cut as Ohio State and Michigan, or as Georgia and Michigan had not played very good teams yet. But now it is clear-cut what the heck is going on with the rankings. Like, why is Ohio State number two? I frankly couldn't really tell you. Um, you know, and I think once you get those in order, there's certain things that you can get in order, like, yeah, Ohio State, I think, has business being at three, even though the resume isn't quite as good as Washington's. I mean, I, I, think there's, I think there's a reason they've had good wins and they've been dominant. They look really talented and good. The eye test is good. So, like, yeah, you could give them, I think, three is a good spot for them, even four, even five. After that, I'm not as quite as concerned. But it's the above the Michigan thing and the Florida State above the Washington thing. And the reason I talk about these so much is like, well, it's, we only have two or three more weeks. It doesn't matter right now, you know. The rankings aren't that big of a deal. Well, when we're talking about the top four and first two out, I think it matters. I think it does matter right now. Um, when we're talking about 12 versus 13, I could care not so much. You know, there's some things like, oh, Oklahoma could be above this guy. Or LSU could be the Iowa thing I don't really like very much. I don't know why they're so high. But in the end, I'm like, yeah, it's just 16 between 16 and 18. It doesn't matter too much. Um, yeah. So... I'm glad they have some teams in certain places. I think they put, um, I think Missouri, that was a good pick. Um, and I think the Texas above Alabama could go both ways. That's one where the head-to-head actually has mattered. Um, and it factors a lot into it because Alabama's looked a lot better than Texas. Texas and Alabama both having amazing resumes. Um, but for Texas, Alabama, and Oregon, they're using the eye test, it looks like, because Oregon has not a, does not have a better resume with, with those two. Um, but Oregon passes the eye test to them. So, hey, I have Oregon at 6-2. Um, but, yeah, so um, interesting rankings this week. I, I decided to do this right after they were released, so I was a little more fired up. Um, but I haven't done much studying for those, what I thought. Um, I've done my studies for my other, um, my other segments. So, uh, yeah, let's, um, let's start with what you guys wanted to talk about. Hypothetical playoff situations hypothetical playoff situations well who do we have in our top 25 we have um what is it five undefeated teams of relevance of of power five teams um and when you start talking about this you start discussing well what is a team is there anything that's guaranteed what is guaranteed um when we're talking about a playoff is there anything a team can do that can seal their destiny that it's all in their power regardless of what anyone else can do and it's pretty much always been, um, well, if you're a Power 5 team, win out 
and you're in, right? There's never been a team so far in the Power Five, if I'm not if I'm if I'm not corrected. Um, a Power Five team has never gone undefeated and not made the uh, the playoff, even with losing a conference championship. I do not believe. Maybe in the early days there was someone I'm missing. Um, in the 2014, 2015 days, maybe there's someone I'm missing. But from my knowledge, um, TCU was a big example of that last year. TCU was obviously not quite as good, um, even without the Georgia thing, without the Georgia championship. I mean, I'm talking about TCU was obviously not quite the same um, as the other teams. We knew that. We knew that they were kind of a ragtag bunch of guys that could win games and close games, and they earned it. I, I have no question about it. They earned it. But they lost in their conference championship game and still made it as the three seed over an Alabama team, over Ohio State. Um, albeit the circumstances permitted that to happen. Um, anyways, we have seen that the um, the undefeated is a kind of the undefeated record is something that sh- it gets you in, no matter what it gets you in. The, so if if Washington, Florida State, and we know that Michigan, Michigan, Ohio State can't go undefeated because they play each other, and Georgia go undefeated, so there's gonna be four out of the five that can go undefeated. Um, if they go undefeated, there's no question that's our four. So it'd be Georgia, Ohio State, or Michigan, one of the two, Florida State, Washington. That's our playoff. If they all go undefeated, that's it. That's the easiest situation for the playoff committee. If you have four undefeated teams, which you could have, um, that's your playoff. And that's the easiest one. Most boring, easiest, even though I like the teams in there. Um, but that's just the less crazy. Next, you guys voted for it on Instagram. I'm going to talk about the hypothetical playoff situation. The chaotic playoff situation. Okay. So, here's the setup. And be thinking about who you'd take in this situation. So, most of these, they're affected by a conference championship game, which that's what makes them harder, is the fact that, let's say, most of these teams win out. All of them win out. And a lot of them lose in their conference championships is what's happening. So, all eight of these teams are 12-1, and one, and there is a ninth team that is 11-1. So, let's start off with the easy one. Big Ten team. You're going to have a Michigan team and an Ohio State team. Pretty much the winner of that is going to be going to the Big Ten championship, no, no matter what, and uh, probably beating a terrible Big Ten West team, maybe like Iowa or Maybe someone else comes out of that. Um, but yeah, so maybe they lose in that game. Either way, I think no matter what happens, let's say you lose to Iowa, Michigan loses to Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, um, they're still going to the playoff. I think that's certain. With who they've beaten, they would have beaten Ohio State at that point. So I think that's secured. So the Big Ten team will be 12-1. and one. Um, And that second, that second team, Ohio State or Michigan, will be 11-1. and one. That's a that's an easy one. So we can already put that one kind of out of the way. I think Michigan or Ohio State, one of them will be in the playoff pretty much no matter what. We've already seen how good they are. Here's where it gets tricky. 12-1 and one Georgia, 12-1 and one Alabama. You can assume what happens there. Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. 12-1 and one Washington, 12-1 and one Oregon. Same thing. Oregon beats Washington in the uh, Pac-12 championship. 12-1 and one Florida State, 12-1 and one Louisville. Louisville upsets Florida State in the ACC championship and a 12 and 1 Texas. Um, let's say they beat Oklahoma or Kansas State in the Big 12 championship. There you go. 
There's your chaotic situation. There you go. You have eight. I can see it right here. You have eight 12-1 teams sitting there. And an 11-1 team, which is probably not going to make it. I think I can already rule them out. So, we already have one team in. I'm typing it right now. We already have one team in. That is going to be uh, our Big Ten team. So, right now, I'll say it's Michigan. Uh, just because I think they're the ones who are going to do it. If I'm, if I'm going to predict one, I think Michigan's slightly better. I think Michigan can beat Ohio State at home this year. Let's say it's Michigan. Um, and there's no order of these top four teams I'm putting in. I'm just saying, number one, Michigan, just because they're the first one that's easiest to put in. All right. So, what really comes down to it is a lot of these teams have gone undefeated in the regular season. The ones that have gone undefeated in the regular season are Georgia, Washington, and Florida State. And all three of those teams losing in their conference championship games. So it's like, do you penalize them for losing a game that they earned? That's the hard part. Because if there was no conference championship, they'd be in. But because they went to a conference championship game and lost, it's kind of a hard thing like TCU last year. Luckily, it worked out for TCU very well and very easily because there was really no one else to take the spot. So TCU got the nod, even though they lost in a double overtime game um, to Kansas State last year in the Big 12 Championship. TCU went undefeated in the regular season, and they got the third spot in the playoff. Um, but, you know, it did, it did kind of work out that way. It was pretty easy to put them in there. There was not really much of a question last year. Um, we had the same situation in Week 12 last year, um, but it just worked itself out. So obviously, like I just said, things can work themselves out. A lot of the teams could just win out. Georgia could win out. Washington could win out normally. And we have an easy four teams. You know, Michigan wins out. And maybe you have to decide between one or two teams, and that's it. But it's always possible. It's college football. That the 12-1 and mania could happen. Okay, who is our number two team? Well, do you factor resume? Do you factor eye test? Do you factor power ranking slash momentum? What do you factor the most? Well, the playoff committee obviously thinks that resume is top dog. Now, they have shown today, like I talked about, that maybe it's not everything, which is good. Good for them. Um, but resume and the college football playoff rankings, especially the end of the, at the end of the year, I agree with this. Resume slowly works its way up for me. Um, in week two, it's more eye test. In week 12, it's more resume because you can kind of equally judge teams based on the resume because they've built it a little more. Everyone kind of is more, as a, more of a not necessarily equal playing field, but they've had enough time to play the tough teams on their schedule. So I think right now I can go based off resume, and I think then you can go based off resume as a good indicator, a heavy indicator of who you're going to put in. Okay, well, who's going to have the best resume of the 12-1 teams? Let's forget all the eye test, all the recency bias. Who's going to have the best resume? Um, Georgia and Alabama. Alabama will probably have the, one of the best resumes of these teams. Alabama probably being the number one. Alabama would have beaten number one Georgia in the SEC championship game. Tennessee, LSU, uh, Ole Miss, you know, they would have beaten their fair share of teams, only lost being to 12 and 1 Texas. I think Alabama, you ride in as a easy pick. They have the best resume and their only loss being to Texas, who's good. So the loss doesn't really hurt them too bad. Quality loss. Um, Alabama is your next team to go in. Number three and number four. It's getting harder and harder. Okay. Well, in my opinion, Oregon is extremely good. And when you beat the team you lost to, it's a little bit of a different story because it shows that you kind of avenged your losses. For some reason, it kind of makes up for the one loss they have. You can almost treat them like they're undefeated because they beat the only team they lost to in the Pac-12 championship. For me, um, 
you know, their resume might not be the absolute greatest. It would be Utah, um, dominant win against Utah, USC, um, obviously Washington, and they would have beaten Oregon State. And do they play anybody else in the next two weeks? Um, I don't think so. I think it's just those guys. So you you would have beaten Oregon State, Washington, USC, Utah, um, your fair share of uh, of Pac-12 teams. Okay, that being said, so I think Oregon would be nine, my number three. If I don't change my mind while I'm talking about this, I think Oregon would be number, my number three. Next, number four. Who are the teams we have left? We still have two ACC teams sitting out there, Florida State and Louisville, the ACC champ being Louisville. We have 12-1 and Texas, the Big 12 champ being in there. And as of right now, we've selected all champs, Michigan, Alabama, and Oregon being their conference champions. So we know in the playoff, you have to automatically not select the champion because there's five conferences, um, and there will be only four teams. So no matter what, a conference champion will not make it. Now, in this situation, there could be two. I don't know. Let's look at it. Georgia, what, what's going to be their resume? A really good win against Missouri, who is clearly in the top 10 now. Ole Miss, who was in the top 10, still is top 15 right now. Um, and anybody else? Tennessee. They would have beat Tennessee on the road. So the resume, very middle of the line. Good resume. Nothing to be ashamed of. Georgia, and their only loss being to Alabama in the conference championship. Um, okay, Georgia's got a pretty good case to be number four. Um, who else? Washington. Went undefeated in the regular season, like Georgia. And they would have beaten Arizona, Utah, um, Oregon, and uh, Oregon State, and Washington State. Anybody else in USC? So some of those being ranked, some of those being non-ranked, but most of those teams being ranked. Very good resume for Washington at the end of the year. Okay. Um, that being said, we go along. Florida State, who has just recently lost in their ACC title game to Louisville, 12-1. and Who are their wins? LSU. Crickets. I love Florida State, but you got to run the table. 12-1 Florida State does not get in the playoff. I think it's not even close. Um, I love Florida State. You went undefeated in the regular season, but you can't lose to Louisville in your conference championship. You just can't. You have to win out because the strength of schedule is not there, and it's not even close. The LSU win was great. LSU probably is going to finish around 19 or 15-19. to Going to be a good win, but that is going to be your only win when you're matching up against Washington's resume, Georgia's resume, and Texas's resume, you're just not going to win that battle. Florida State would not make it into me. No matter how awesome they look, the resume would not be strong at all, especially with a loss to Louisville. Now you have 12-1 Louisville. It's the same problem. Both these teams just don't have the resume. Um, frankly, Louisville's only win um, that's positive would be the Florida State win, and regular season would be the Notre Dame win. Again, Notre Dame being a 18-25 to 25 team probably, the end of, probably by the end of the year, Maybe, maybe up to 16, maybe, um, and Florida State. Obviously, Florida State being a better win, so Louisville would have a better resume than Florida State would, except their loss is to Pitt. And that, for me, is a pretty terrible loss. I know it's one loss. I know it's college football. When we're talking about the playoff, the playoff demands near perfection. Um, and Louisville would not make it in that situation. Sorry to my all my Cards fans. But in, the, in that situation, Louisville... If they win out, they're going to need some dominoes to fall to make the playoff. There's a path, there's a path, there's a way, but you'd need some more chaos than this. 
there would need to be some major chaos for Louisville to trend up um, and hit this. So there you go. Um, and then you have 12 and one Texas. So we've kind of already eliminated as I've been talking. I eliminated the ACC teams. Uh, Florida State and Louisville would not be in um, my playoff if we were in the 12 and one situation. So we have eliminated would be Florida State, Louisville, and Ohio State would be kind of out of the picture. And who are we left with? Georgia, Washington, and Texas. Okay. We talked about their resumes. Texas, we have not talked about the resume yet. Their resume would be Kansas State. Um, let's say they beat Oklahoma, beat the team they lost in Oklahoma. Let's make it even more chaotic. Oklahoma goes to the uh, Big 12 championship, and they beat them. Oh, Texas beats Oklahoma. And they would have beat Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma pretty much. The resume being fairly weak. Fairly weak, except they beat the team they lost to. Which kind of, in essence, like Oregon, makes you kind of like an undefeated team a little bit. So do you put Texas in there? I don't know, because Alabama or Georgia's resume looks a little better than Texas's because or Oklahoma at that point was gonna is probably gonna be ranked number twelve, number eleven if they win out. If they win the next two games, let's say they go to the championship. Um and yeah. So man, it's tough. That fourth spot is really tough. I think the three are pretty easy for me. Michigan, well, Big Ten team could be Ohio State. Uh, Michigan, Alabama, and Oregon as the top three. Those are, for me, are pretty much in the resumes, the way they won. Oregon is really, really good. I like Oregon. Um, and, you know, the eye test, Oregon beating the team they lost to. And that's the same reasoning. Is that the same reason to get Texas in? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I think, sadly, oh, it's so hard. Texas, Washington, or Georgia, who would you pick in this situation? Think to yourself right now. Um, activity who would you put in after i've been describing all this a 12 and 1 georgia 12 and 1 texas or 12 and 1 washington one of these teams being having more momentum being texas texas would have only lost to, to nobody except for oklahoma six weeks before um texas having much more momentum uh quinn Ewers, texas is much better than the malik Moore texas so you know what i was actually not saying this on the original cut of this i had to redo this because my thing was messing up but it might have to be, oh, wait, but the resume isn't as good. I was going to say Texas, but the resume wouldn't be as good anymore. Oh, my gosh. If the playoff gets faced with this committee, I do not envy you. That would be very, very hard for the playoff committee to decide four teams. Um, you know, Washington having one of the better resumes because they beat Oregon early in the season. Georgia having an okay resume. And Texas having the least, but Texas having avenged their loss. Ooh. I think for me, it comes down to Washington versus Texas, actually. I think Georgia gets edged out of this conversation because Georgia, or because Washington, first of all, beat the number three team in the country in this setting. They beat Oregon. And Texas avenged their loss. Sorry to say it, but I think it would be Texas or Washington. Georgia would fall to the sixth spot. And do you think... It might be a coin flip. It might just be. And you know what? I think I'm going to go with the team that I think deserves it more, and I think it's going to be Texas because they have a win over Alabama. And I forgot to mention that in their resume. They have a win over Alabama. What am I thinking? It's Texas. Oh, my gosh, guys. I forgot to mention the Alabama win. You've probably been screaming in your mic or in your phone, in your AirPods. Yeah, Texas would get the number four spot just based off that win over Alabama um, because of everything else, because they avenged a loss. And Washington would just fall out at the 12-1 spot because they had just recently lost. And they lost to the team they beat. And 
their resume would not be quite as good as Texas's. Just barely. I mean, we're talking about near, near, near misses. If you reordered these last three teams, I'm just typing them in for my own fun. Um, if you reordered these three teams, Texas, Washington, Georgia, I would say fine by me. I could see it going every single way. I could see Georgia getting in over them. I could see Washington getting in. I could see Texas getting in. There you go. So my teams, you could, I could even put you in order here. What's kind of sad is that, uh, you know, it's sadly Louisville going 12-1 and one is going to be last place here, which I really hate to do. But if we're going by resume, everything that's happened, um, here would be my, not, my top nine teams in a 12-1 and one situation. It would be Michigan number one, Big Ten team number one, uh, Alabama two, Oregon three, Texas four, Washington five, six Georgia, seven Florida State, eight Louisville, and nine Big Ten team loser. So Ohio State, 11-1. and one. Yeah, that's the ultimate hypothetical. That is it. Um, pretty wild if you think about it. That would be very hard to have happen because I doubt that some of these will happen. Um, I don't. I don't think Florida State's going to lose. I think they'll beat Louisville. Sad to say it. I love Cards fans, but um, Florida State. If you went out, you're in. You got to be in. Florida State. If you went out, you're in. Even though the resume is definitely not going to be as strong, I think they reward the undefeated teams just because if you go undefeated and you don't make it in, it's like what are we doing? Um, anyways. So I think Florida State will win if they go um, undefeated. The ones that are questionable, they have to rely on other people. Obviously, the undefeated teams, if you win out, you're in. Georgia, Washington, Florida State, and Michigan, Ohio State, if you win out, you're in. You know, that's kind of the given. So, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know. I would love to have some chaos. Um, last year, it did not happen. It was gonna, it was setting up to be chaos, and it just wasn't. Flat out wasn't. A bunch of teams lost the kind of we're supposed to and it kind of just didn't really it was a pretty lame not the playoff but there was kind of a lame uh just way it happened the top four was really easy to pick so um i want it to be really exciting this year and get mad at the playoff committee and get everyone riled up and go crazy that'd be really fun anyways last segment of the show really quick want to talk about the coaching carousel this is some big news recently the coaching carousel um i might actually have to do a, a separate predictions episode this is taking so long Maybe I'll include it. We'll see. Coaching Carousel, breaking news. Jimbo Fisher has parted ways with Texas A&M. Um, Mississippi, Stippy, Mississippi State coach has been fired, and Boise State coach fired. And I just barely learned, this one is wild to me, that Chip Kelly apparently at UCLA will be parting ways after the USC game with, UC, with UCLA. What? Okay, I'm talking about that one in a second. Jimbo Fisher. Um... Yes, during his time at Texas A&M, um, despite being paid millions and millions of dollars, like $180 million over 10 years, um, didn't do anything. No SEC championships, no 10-win seasons, um, finished ranked like, I think, twice. Um, you know, had some good talent, had some good teams, but just never could execute, never could win. You know, every now and then they'd win, they'd beat Bal I think they beat Bama maybe twice in the Jimbo Fisher era, maybe twice, had a few close games, but... uh. Jimbo Fisher could never win the big games at Texas A&M, sadly, and they just couldn't get it done. Um, if you guys saw that meme where they actually awarded Jimbo Fisher a national championship trophy when he first signed at Texas A&M, it's hilarious um, that they awarded him that and said, fill this in, fill the date in, and then he didn't do it. Uh, kind of funny. Well, Texas A&M's looking for a coach. Who's going to be the coach? There's a lot of options. Um, 
a lot of rumors circulating about Deion Sanders. Obviously, for every coaching job in the SEC and big schools, there's going to be a Deion Sanders rumor. You already know it. And right now, no, I just do not see that happening. Deion Sanders, I think, is too. Um, he just got to. This is his first year at Colorado. I think it would be a pretty low move. I have more. I think he has more respect for himself than that, and for his image, just to go to Colorado and then leave immediately after like changing everything. Um, I just that just doesn't seem likely to me at all. Like I don't. I don't know why people are like, oh, Deion Sanders could be. I, I don't think he's going at all. I don't see why he would, even for the money. Now, there's a lot more money at uh, Texas A&M than there is at Colorado, for sure. But I think he might take up a deal in two or three years, maybe four, maybe five, um, after, before he leaves Colorado. So, yeah. Anyways, Jimbo Fisher, you know, I don't know too much about the coaching carousel right now. That's all more postseason. Most of those hires happen kind of in December, January. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what coaches go where. Um, the coaching carousel is just heating up. People are getting on board. Um, and, uh, the big, the one I want to talk about more is actually the UCLA thing. Like Chip Kelly, wait, UCLA was not very good for most of my lifetime as a kid. The 2010s, UCLA was never that great during the PAC 12 era. UCLA has never been good. Frankly, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, UCLA has never been very relevant. You know, they've had a few years. They've been okay. The Chip Kelly years, I feel like have been their best years in the Pac-12. Um, obviously with, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? Good quarterback, Jared Goff. Um, yeah, he went to UCLA, right? Yeah. No, they had some good teams, but just I don't know what they're talking about. Like, what, why would you fire Chip Kelly? He's the only reason you're doing good. UCLA is finally on the up. I mean, yeah, you're 6-4 and four right now. you kind of disappointing season, but you, you just had one of the best recruiting classes, and you just had an amazing year last year you were like seven and oh last year and you finished ranked i think and then this year you've been ranked for a bunch of the year came in and out you lost a few games but you're making progress i don't know i don't see why they're i think ucla has more problems than chip Kelly. i think chip Kelly was only the things that was going right for ucla and so i just don't see why you're firing him at ucla do not understand that one at all um let me know if there's more that I don't know. Maybe there's more to it. Maybe there's some problems that he had. Maybe there's a coaching job that he's taking. Maybe it's a mutual thing that he's parting ways. I could see that more. I just don't see why UCLA would be firing him. That just makes absolutely no sense to me. No sense. Do not understand. Because um, UCLA does not have Texas A&M uh, like, uh, goals. I mean, they're not the same program. UCLA is a program that's just trying to get back to something relevant and compete with USC. So... Yeah. Anyways, y'all. Should I do some quick, some quick predictions? Let me just run down the, the games for this week. There's a lot of really good games. And I am very, very pleased for the fact that we've got um, another good slate. Week 12. Can you believe it? We're already at week 12. Teams are hitting 10 wins already. Uh, most of our undefeated teams have just hit 10 wins. I think all of them, actually. Um, college basketball is starting to heat up. I got to love it. You know, I don't really know if I'm going to do college basketball segments. Not really sure. I feel like I'm going to start mentioning it once it's, you know, March Madness. I'm definitely going to talk about March Madness in March. I mean, I'm going to have fun with it. I'm going to talk about my my picks and stuff um, just for fun. But this is a college football podcast. So, I mean, I'm going to try and stay on college football because that's what I love the most. That's what I know the most about. So, um, yeah. Anyways, we've got a lot of good games this week. Let's run down the... Games that stick out the most to me, most important for the playoff race, 
Um, I will be attending the BYU-Oklahoma game, which I'm excited for. Um, hopefully we don't get demolished like last week. Um, Oklahoma's favored by, favored by 24 and a half, which is uh, not that far off, sadly. Well, just hoping for a close game. Hoping for a good half. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> be awesome. I'm excited to watch a good team come into my house. It's going to be good next door. Uh, Dylan Gabriel and crew. That's going to be a fun game. So, yeah. Kansas State-Kansas rivalry um, at Kansas this year. Let's see if Kansas can finally get a win against K-State in football. Uh, ranked matchup there. Utah hosts, or Arizona hosts Utah. That's a good game. Arizona has a chance to go to the Pac-12 championship. They're 5-2 and two in Pac-12 play. Um, Oregon needs to lose. But we've talked about, I don't think Oregon's going to lose. But they could. They could. And Arizona could maybe have a shot at the Pac-12 championship. Georgia-Tennessee. Tennessee hosts Georgia. Um, do I think Georgia is going to beat Tennessee? No, I do not. Um, Tennessee, I've had high hopes. Frankly, getting beat up by Mizzou like that was not pretty, and I do not know how Missouri is ranked 18th with three losses. Who have you beaten? Why are you ranked with Arizona? Arizona, yes, they had a worse loss. They lost to Mississippi State, but Arizona has lost two extremely good teams and beaten three ranked teams in the, in the meantime. Tennessee has beaten, I think, hardly any teams with a winning record. Like, hardly any. Their best win is, like, South Carolina. Oh, I, I, there's got to be one win that's better than that. There's got to be, right? No. <laughs> they haven't beaten anybody. Um, I love Tennessee. I think Joe Milton's a baller. I think Tennessee's rocky top is lit. I would love Tennessee to beat Georgia and make it crazy. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see... Um, I, Tennessee is just not good. I don't know how they're ranked 18th. I have them at like 26. I think they're barely even good enough to be ranked. I mean, 7-3, and three, got some good things going on. Uh, am I missing some? Is there someone who they beat that I don't even know about? Um, let me just check real quick. Uh, Texas A&M, was a, that's probably the best win they have is Texas A&M. Kentucky by a touchdown. Yeah, like that's, those are the best wins, Texas A&M, Kentucky. You know? For a team getting compared to the other top 25 teams, that is Bush League, frankly. Uh, for having three losses. Despite those three losses being to good teams, just, and Florida, but, yeah. Anyways, I don't really see the Tennessee hype. Um, but, yeah, any other big games? We've got um, Washington, Oregon State, which should have college game day, um, which I'm very mad about. Number five, Washington. Number 11, Oregon State. We got basically a top 10 matchup. Corvallis, Oregon's going to be absolutely popping. It's going to be crazy. That's going to be one of the biggest games in Oregon State football history right there. Huge game. Huge, huge, huge game um, for Oregon State. So they have, a they have a potential to knock a playoff team out of their spot, um, which would be huge. So I'm excited for that one. That's the game of the week right there, Washington-Oregon State. Who am I taking? I mean, wait, what? Yo, I'm just reading this right now. Oregon State's favored by 2.5. Oregon State is favored by 2.5 against Washington in that game. <laughs> holy crap whoa they have a two loss Oregon State team yes it's at home that's why they're favored favored by two and a half that's wild what does Vegas know that we don't <laughs> oh my gosh that's crazy that is so surprising oh my gosh 
Can you guys, I mean, am I crazy for this? Oregon State's favored by two and a half in this game against Washington. That's epic. I mean, I love it. That's so sick. Michigan does play Maryland. They play at Maryland. Maryland's a good team. Um, Michigan, however, just won at Penn State. Maybe the only reason Michigan doesn't or Michigan doesn't lose or doesn't win is because or has troubles is because uh, they're still riding off the Penn State win, riding off all the emotion. Um, Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline, um, so you know that there could be some craziness. Louisville does play at Miami, could be an upset. Miami has potential to pull it off. Um, but yeah, those are the big games of the week, the ones that stick out to me. Oregon does play at Arizona State, and Arizona or Arizona State has upset a few teams. They beat UCLA last week. They almost beat Washington, obviously, a few weeks ago. Crazier things have happened. Um, Got to stay committed. Got to stay home for Oregon. Um, Texas plays at Iowa State, and I, Iowa State just killed my team. Iowa State is way under the radar, five and two in the Big Twelve. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of upsets that could happen this week. But Washington, Oregon State. Oregon State's fair by two and a half in that game. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, yeah. Anyways, guys, I'm excited for this week. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. I can't believe Oregon State's favorite in that game. That is crazy. I'm so excited to watch that game now. That makes me even more excited. Um, also, Arizona's favored by one over Utah. Another surprising uh, line, you could say. Um, and uh, let's see. There was a one more I saw that was a little crazy. Um, where was it? Uh, oh, I don't know. Oh, Georgia. Georgia's favored by 10.0 over Tennessee. Do I think Georgia will cover this game? Hmm. Good win this week over Ole Miss. Absolutely crushed them. Ole Miss is better than Tennessee. It is in Rocky Top. It's going to be a hard place to play. Georgia has struggled on the road. They have struggled on the road. Honestly, I don't even know because Georgia's really good, and I think they'll win the game. Um, I think they'll cover. I'm going to be conservative here. I think they're going to cover. I think that Tennessee could keep it close just because the home crowd's hyped and amped. I think maybe it's a one-score game at half. Maybe it's a tie game at half. Um, But I think Georgia is just really sound, really good. And, guys, you were telling me I hate Georgia. I don't hate Georgia. I just didn't believe in Georgia. What I had seen in the first few weeks of the season, I said, no. I said no. I don't like what I'm seeing right now. The resume is not good enough. The eye test isn't good enough. And they proved me wrong. And I said, okay, they're number one. And now everyone's saying I hate Ohio State because I'm not putting them above Washington or Michigan and Georgia. And you already know why I'm not putting them there. I'm putting them like three. Calm the freak down. Beat Michigan, and then we'll talk. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. Excited for this week's action. Signing off from Showtime College Football. Mm-hmm.